guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Make It Happen podcast. I have an extremely special guest coming on tonight. Of course, like last week and the week before, this is a virtual interview during these crazy quarantine times. But my episode today is a really important conversation that we need to be having, especially as women. And my guest, Leanna, is going to be joining us shortly to discuss her battle with breast cancer. She was diagnosed at an extremely young age. And I, being a woman myself, I'm actually three years older than her, two years, two or three years older than her. And until I started watching her journey unfold, I never even reminded myself to go get my yearly checkups, my PAPs, my everything. And as soon as I started watching her journey and what she had to go through, it clicked in me that we need to be our biggest advocates and we need to constantly be going and getting ourselves checked, making sure that we're following up, making sure we're doing at home breast exams on ourselves to, to, to see if there are any irregularities. Uh, these are all important conversations and we're going to be having them with Leanna so she can share her journey and what it's been like dealing with I can only imagine an extremely terrifying situation. I also want to add that uh, I've known Leanna since I was, oh my goodness, nine years old, I think. We used to live five minutes from each other, not even, like she was a street over. So obviously growing up, um, we kind of drifted, did our own thing. She moved to Ottawa. So it's been really cool to have social media bring us back together. And I'm excited to give her this platform to share her story with all of you. I think it's exciting to actually see you for the first time in like so long. I know. Because we've been DMing and stuff. Like I've been following your journey for, it's been what, two years now? Close to two years. Close to two years. Crazy. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Like I can't believe how fast time went. I know. In October, it will be two years. And so are you in remission right now? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. I thought you you were. I just didn't want to. I didn't know 100%. Um, So, okay. Backing it up. We'll just back it up a little bit. I was kind of explaining before you popped on your journey with breast cancer Mm -hmm. and even my own perception of nobody under 30 is ever going to get cancer or yeah. breast cancer. You know, that does ha- it does happen. Mm-hmm. You, I never thought that I would meet or know anyone. It wasn't really on my radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so walk me through like how you even found out that you had it and how old were you? Yeah. So I know you generally think like for me, I was like, no, under 40, you, people don't really get it. And that is the perception with doctors as well. Like all the doctors that I saw, leading up to my diagnosis, they're like, you're too young. It's, it's going to be a cyst. It's something else, but it happens. And like, even through my journey, I have found so many girls, my age, even younger, like even as young, I found as young as 16 who have been diagnosed with breast cancer, which is crazy. But so it started, I I got diagnosed at 24. Um, I was, it was Canada day, 2018. And I had gotten home from a cottage And um, I was changing from my bathing suit into clothes. And I don't even know why or how, but I felt a lump. I don't even, like, I was just changing and I felt a lump. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is so weird. So I called my stepmom, who also is a two-time cancer survivor of breast cancer and endometrial cancer. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and she is a nurse as well. So I called her right away. 
And she's like, oh, that's, that is weird. Definitely go to the doctors, but I wouldn't worry about it. So I don't, my first reaction was, oh no, this is something. And everyone was just telling me not to worry. Um, so when I found it, it was about the size of a marble, maybe a bit smaller. So where was it? Like exactly? It was, was it just like on- near my armpit, not near my, like on the very side like of the me. Side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I feel a marble size that week I go to the doctor. So that's in July. I go to the doctor and I was living in Ottawa at the time. So I had just gotten this new doctor after living there for like five years and I see him and I tell him, and he was very dismissive from the start. Right. I remember hearing that when you, um, I think you shared it on Instagram. Yeah. Like the first day I went in, I was trying to explain to him because it was very hard to feel, but you could feel it if you, if I was in the right position and you were feeling it the right way. So I was, he was giving me an exam and he's like, I can't feel anything. So then I was trying to explain while he was giving me the exam and he said, no, 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 just like, he was shutting me down. He's like, just stop. Like you're, you're anxious. You're just let me do my job. Like I need it. He wanted me to be quiet. I'm like, okay. So he didn't feel anything, but he said, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I'll, I'll send you for a mammogram or an ultrasound. So that, see that to me already is crazy. Like you wouldn't have advocated for yourself. You could have said, Oh, never like me. I'm very much the type of personality to be like, well, he didn't find anything. So it must be. Oh no. Like, I told I him be- I was, I'm like, you need to give me a scan. Like I begged Good. him for a scan. Yeah. Good. So then a week later, it might've been a week or two weeks later, I wasn't hearing anything. And the lump had already grown because in two weeks, yeah, the cancer that I had was very fast growing. And for breast cancer, that's not always the case. Like you can have a lump for years and years. Mine was like, it grew extremely fast. Wow. Yeah. So then it changed and it was subtle at first. So I went in again and he looked at me and he said, Oh, you again. Like he literally said that to me, which is mind blowing, but yeah. And And then um, he didn't examine me. He just said, okay, you have to wait for the mammogram and ultrasound. Like there's nothing I can do unless there's discharge or color change, which which, like after the research I've done, discharge or color change, like you're, that that happened, like you're at a very late stage if that's happening. Jesus. Potentially, like that could be the case. So for him, he just didn't really care. So Anyways, a month goes by, I get my first ultrasound and it was supposed to be a mammogram, but he's the, the, the tech called me and said, your doctor should have known you're too young to get a mammogram. You could have got, gotten an ultrasound right away. Like the next day he should have sent you for an ultrasound. So I waited for a month to get an ultrasound for something that I could have gotten the next day, which is. Yeah. And you, and it was growing. It was already it was growing. growing. Like, oh, by the time I got my ultrasound, it was probably the size of an egg. You're kidding. No, like it grew rapidly. Wow. That's aggr- that's aggressive. It was very aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. So I get my ultrasound and they only examine my one breast and they don't do my armpits or anything. And okay. um, your armpits are where your lymph nodes? Yeah. You, are your lymph nodes in your okay, yeah. That's what yeah. You have okay. lymph nodes everywhere in your body, but like for your breast specifically and in a breast ultrasound, they should do your lymph nodes. Okay. So... Um, they give me the exam and they don't find anything. Apparently they don't find anything, which is mind blowing. Again, I'm like, I don't know. Like this is, they just said you have cystic breasts. It's not natural for your age. 
you just knew like something wasn't right. Yeah, like my breath. Yeah, I knew something wasn't right. Yeah. So, so anyways, I and the only way reason I got my um, ultrasound results mm-hmm. was because I kept harassing the hospital because my doctor wasn't he didn't he didn't follow up with me. Like I had to keep following up like and I think so wait because you were in Ottawa for school, right? I was at Ottawa for school, but at, but at that point I, I was working. Okay. So this doctor though, wasn't like a, a doctor you've had for a long time. Like he wasn't like a family doctor, right? No. Cause you moved from where we grew up yeah. to Ottawa. So was it the first time you had seen him? Was it like the, f- you were a new patient? It wasn't the first time I saw him cause I was seeing him for something else previously, but I okay. was a new patient. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not that like, okay. It's just, I just find it so disheartening to hear that you had to fight so hard to get something and they could have realistically I, I don't really know how it works, but maybe they could have started treatment quicker or you would oh, have had 100%. to do a long journey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really sad because the more I hear about, like from all the young girls that I've met, they all have a really similar story to me. And a lot of them are stage four, which so for breast cancer goes one stage. Basically, it's like zero to four and stage four, they consider terminal and like, I say terminal like in air quotes because like after all the research I've done, I personally believe like no matter what stage you are, you can fight it. But the doctors consider you terminal, which is so crazy because I was diagnosed at stage three C. So like I was right on the the line of being terminal. Well, I, I remember too, when you shared that you have cancer, I obviously told my mom because we grew up knowing you and your family and just it makes me emotional even for you because that in itself is terrifying yeah and and, yeah and to be that far along with it yeah no it's crazy and so I as you know I also lost my mom to cancer and it was a completely different cancer totally unrelated to my type of cancer but it's crazy to have to be so close to someone that went through cancer and see their journey and then go through cancer yourself and have your own journey. It's, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. (laughs) It was a crazy journey. (sighs) It's been crazy. (laughs) I'm happy that you are on the other side of it. Yeah. Oh my God. So sorry. Okay. I kind of derailed that, but okay. So you, you found out you went back, you had to keep calling them. Yeah. So I eventually, um, I get the results and I know something's not right. And I kind of give up on that one doctor because he just kept dismissing me. I didn't feel right about him. So I found another doctor. Good. And I give that other, the new doctor, my scan results. And she just said, okay, it's nothing. Like you just have cystic breasts. It's normal. And I'm like, okay. I, I kind of left it alone for a bit because I just got shut down so many times that I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I guess it's nothing. I'll just wait and see a little bit. Well, were you noticing any other changes to your body or to your feeling or like? Yeah. So eventually the lump that started off as a marble grew to the size of a grapefruit. Like. Oh my God. uh, It was 12 centimeters big and yeah, it overtook my right breast. Wow. Yeah. Like I literally had a grapefruit on my chest and I noticed, um, a feeling in my armpit that was off. Um, and that feeling like from my armpit kind of went down to my two fingers and my hand. So I was like, I don't know, something's 
weird. Like, I need to go back to the doctor. So at this point, you still hadn't been diagnosed with anything. No, they just kept saying there was nothing. So I went back to the doctor and I was actually going for like my yearly pap. And then I said, can you just check my breast again? Like, I know you said it's nothing, but there's something really wrong. Like it's in my armpit now and it's going down to my hand. So she finally examined me because she also hasn't, she didn't examine me. She just went by the ultrasound. She didn't examine me at all. So she examined me while I was on the table. And honest to God, she looked like she saw a ghost. She, her jaw dropped. She looked at me like wide eyed and said, okay, you need to go for an ultrasound today. There's, there's something wrong. And and I'm like, okay, great. And at that point, like I wasn't feeling good. I was really tired. I was getting lots of headaches, but headaches were also kind of normal for me. So it was hard to, I mean, at that time they were normal for me. Yeah. It's hard to distinguish. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a bladder infection. So there was something off. Like I wasn't feeling normal. So I go get my ultrasound, my second ultrasound done. They do both breasts this time, both armpits. And the ultrasound tech is asking me like, are you feeling okay? Do you notice anything different? Like she looked like she saw a ghost too. Jesus. Yeah. So I knew at that point, I'm like, okay, there's something going on here. Yeah. And then my doctor called me that weekend, like a day after the ultrasound. And she said, okay, we need to send you for a biopsy. Like they're basically the ultrasound. um, It's like grading. So it's BIRADS one to one to seven. I think I could be wrong, but it's a BIRAD rating. And mine was like BIRAD four, which means it's not, it, it could be cancer, but it could also just be something else, but it showed something. The next week I go for my biopsy and I go to the Ottawa General Hospital and I go to the breast cancer clinic to get the biopsy. And um, as I'm getting my biopsy, they do an ultrasound beforehand as well. And I just looked at the tech and I'm like, please, please take me seriously because no one has and I know something's wrong. And at that point, she knew something was wrong too. So she just looked at me and said, don't worry, you're not going to leave here today without an answer. Because I think they already knew the answer. Yeah. So, and then they're saying, oh, oh shit, you know, every doctor she's gone to now hasn't taken the right steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So then my friend happened to be with me that day because I didn't want to go alone. And um, yeah, so after my biopsy, they did seven biopsies in total, like within my arm and armpit. And um, they, they took me into another room and asked if I wanted my friend in there. I said, yeah, go get her. So my friend walked in and I just looked at her. Her name is Jordan. And I said, Jordan, they're, they're about to tell me I have cancer. Like, I know it. And she's like, no, Leanna, just think positive. I'm like, I'm telling you, they're going to tell me I have cancer right now. And then the poor young uh, radiologist, he, uh, he like comes in. I'm like, I swear he was like fresh out of school. He's like, he looks at me and I'm like, so do I have breast cancer? Like, do we know a staging? Like, what's up? He's like, yeah, you have, you have breast cancer. Like, I'm like, okay, like, let's go. Let's just, let's get it done. I need to know the plan. Yeah, it's nip it in the butt now. We got to yeah. take care of it. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I think it's important too to know, like, even though we haven't been in each other's lives for the last, you know, ever we grow and we're adults now, your type of personality too is like, 
from what I remember, you blunt to the point and like you're always funny. <laughs> always been funny. And I can just picture you in the moment being like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even cry. I was just like, okay, like I need to know. I knew there was something wrong. Like I just want I want to get it going. Yeah. I didn't waiting. Yeah. I think I was so casual about it because at that time I didn't know what breast cancer was, like to the extent that it is. And I didn't know what stage, like I didn't know anything about it. I just knew I wanted to get something going. A doctor came in, told me I'm going to need chemo, radiation, double mastectomy. And so did they tell you that all within like where you weren't even home yet like you well no Ottawa was your home but you weren't with your family yeah they told me all it like within an hour like I thought I was just going in for a biopsy double mastectomy yeah as well yeah everything oh my god because I I kept asking questions and technically they couldn't say they couldn't actually give me the answer for sure without the biopsy results because that takes a week but okay they knew what was happening they did like a physical exam they could feel my lymph nodes were like bursting out with cancer like you could just feel it and see it wow yeah so what were your like I know obviously this is a sensitive subject but that's okay you're hearing that you have to get rid of your breasts because you decided on both or did they suggest both uh there was like different suggestions like my oncologist she said I could do a single mastectomy um I just decided both like I mean, if I was going to do one, it's it's hard to like make to even out once you do if you do choose to get reconstruction, it's hard right. to make it even like, especially with breasts I had, like, I don't know if you would have been able to even match those like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so I was like, whatever, just take both of them. Honestly, it wasn't. And this is definitely not for all women. It wasn't a huge thing for me, like getting them removed. I just wanted it gone. And yeah, it was hard because depending on what stage you are, you could sometimes get the mastectomy before you have chemo and everything. Um, I had to wait to finish all my chemo to get the mastectomy because I was too, it was too advanced. It was too large that if they went in there and removed it, it would aggravate it and it could spread. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I had to go through chemo for about like four or five months with like this huge tumor like on your body, on my body, knowing every single day, like just physically being able to feel the cancer. I needed, I wish right from the start, I wanted the mastectomy. I'm like, just please take it. Like, I don't want it on me. Wow. Yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have words because I've never dealt with anything like that. And it's just such a huge thing at 24 years old to a go through a month or it was about a month until you were diagnosed uh it was july to october july to october yeah sorry i didn't tell that yeah july to october so it was wow yeah which honestly it doesn't seem like it is a long time but it shouldn't like the cancer was just so fast growing Mm -hmm. that i don't think they even realized what they were getting into either like it's not normal for the cancer to grow that fast well, and your chemo was for like five months. That's a, isn't that a long time for chemo? Like I know. It was five months for my IV chemo and then another like six months for oral chemo. So I was on chemo oh, for almost yeah. a year. Yeah. I just finished that's, like four months ago. That's insane. Cause and then you did radiation, didn't you? Yeah. I did 33 rounds of radiation. 
Leanna. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> you are a strong ass woman. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you didn't uh, already know that. I'm uh, sure you don't need me to tell you. <laughs> you, like, you don't even have a choice. You don't even, it's what I've learned also throughout this journey is that you can say all you want, what you would do in another person's situation, but you don't know no matter what until you're in that situation. Definitely. Like, yeah. and I think it was interesting that you were so open on social media, which I actually loved following. I obviously we're all rooting for you. And I do think from someone's perspective of like knowing someone who has that, it's good that you're here. Cause I can ask you this openly, but when you have people, even me being like, you know, I'm thinking of you, I'm doing, cause you were saying on social that people would tell you all these things and you didn't want to hear all these things. And it's just like an open invitation for people's opinions, people's thoughts. Like it's hard. It's hard because everybody, and I appreciated everybody's support, like beyond words. I, the only way I've gotten through this is through everybody's support. It's just hard because nobody knows what to say and people get mm -hmm. really nervous because they don't know what to say. So yeah. they sometimes talk about, because they want to relate to you, they say, oh, my, my, my best friend's mom had breast cancer, but, but she died. Oh my like, God. I, I can't, I know people die of cancer. Like my mom died of cancer. I know cancer yeah. kills, but like, I can't hear an example of someone who died of cancer. Like that's one of like, Especially when you're fighting it. Yeah. That's like the main thing. Like don't talk, talk about anyone that died of cancer. Only talk about someone that you know that lived from cancer or just don't say the story at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's more of like a, an awkward, like when people have that like an awkwardness, like even me, like sending you whatever little messages I have, like over, I'd never wanted to be, and I'm sure a lot of people too, like you don't, you don't know what to say. So you don't want to be pushy. You don't want to ask too many questions because you don't want to seem like you're intrusive. It's nice to know that your personality, you're, you're like, you are very open and some people just don't have mm -hmm. social skills either. So it's like, they don't understand. A hundred percent. So it's nice that you realize yeah. that and you understand that. And I'm glad that the people who you know, we're there to lift you up and you have a great support system and noticing on all of your social posts, mm -hmm. like how many people were rooting you on. Like that's powerful. I know. I know. I wasn't, I'm not, I'm still not, I'm not religious and I wasn't really spiritual. I've always believed in something, but I didn't know what, but like something happened to me. I don't even know what I was bit by like an angel or something, but I've gotten the only thing that really truly got me through mm -hmm. it was my spirituality and my connection to a higher power that I like, it's a knowing. I just have a knowing now that there's so much more like this is just like a human body experience that we're like, we're on our way to the good stuff. Like this isn't even, I love stuff that yet. though. <laughs> like it's a different yeah. way of thinking. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same, I don't really know what's out there. I don't really have, I'm not very religious. Um, my feet like Curtis, he's not religious either. And, but yet I do feel like there are things out of our control and there are like, there is a higher power. And my mom always said too, like, you never know until you go through something or you lose somebody or, mm -hmm. and when you have to grasp onto something, it's so powerful. And it helped people and it helped like it helped yeah. her when she lost her mom. And sir is definitely not like a blessing in any way. And I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but it doesn't take a lot to see the blessings within it for sure. 
like if it wasn't for cancer, I would still like I grieved my mom for honestly like mm. a good 10 years and you never it's not something you ever get over but it was like I was like stuck in this prolonged grief where like I wow. literally cried every single day for 10 years like it just stopped when I got cancer because I realized like there's nothing to cry about because there is so much more to life than this physical life so if it wasn't for cancer I wouldn't have been able to grieve my mom like I needed to I wouldn't have been able to change my diet and open my eyes to like the natural healing within food like there's so much more and so many blessings that came from cancer so I, I'm well, not even and mad I think about it's important to note happened. that you <laughs> also were undergoing reconstructive surgery are you finished now or no no I'm not gonna okay. be finished until probably August oh that's not too long ago yeah, but okay. Um, I'm gonna. I have expanders in. Yeah, no, it it's uncomfortable. It's okay now, but at first it was uncomfortable because, like, essentially what it is, it's like it's an implant that they put in with um like a metal port. So I would go weekly to my plastic surgeon, and he would get like okay. a little magnet and then find the port on my chest, and then get a needle that was filled with saline. And then inject the saline into the implant. So then it would slowly, okay. week by week, um, stretch out my skin. And, like, so it started off, like, you could barely see, like, anything difference in my chest. Look at that. And then week by week, I, like, I think that's rest. insane that <laughs> you can even go through what yeah. you've gone through. And then there's also the ability now to, you know, thankfully reconstruct your breasts. And I'm hoping that you'll be happy with them when they're all finished. You deserve it. You already am. Is that what you said? Yeah, I already am. <laughs> oh my god, you're funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess we already talked about it, but it was like how people around you reacted. Like, did you find that you lost friends or you gained friends because of it? Yeah, yeah. I definitely. There's a few people that I thought would really be there for me. And mm-hmm. again, it's nobody's duty to do anything in life, but I was shocked that some people weren't there for me like I thought they would be but it was that's okay like I saw like truly who they were and then I gained lots of friends and I gained so many people that I didn't even realize were going to be so there for me and have like gotten me through it that's good I I think that too like in anything when you like even just like little things in life as we get older because you're now 26 26 yeah isn't that crazy? I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I just turned 28. So I feel like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's like, as we get older, I've noticed how friends and certain people like, I can only imagine what you went through with ha- finding out about the cancer. But even when you just go through like little life changes, and you notice people drifting, and maybe people aren't as there for you as you thought they would, I think it's like a normal thing in life. And mm-hmm. then obviously, to be faced with something like this, you're just like, I don't know, you really see who your true friends are. And then out of the way works, like, I don't know if I would have connected or on Instagram or if we would have connected to each other again. And it's been so nice. And um, I don't know, I just want you to know how happy I am that you like face this and you're over it and Mm. you're in remission. Cause like (laughs) my mom and I were following that Facebook group. She'd be like, has, has Leanna updated it yet? Cause she doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, no, she hasn't updated it, but here's the latest post. Like, Uh. or like, 
you know, you don't yeah. want to fly on someone's journey. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't even for the life of me begin to understand one day of what you had to go through. So I don't want to sit here and, and say anything like that. Cause I don't. And I hope I don't ever have to, even though yeah. it's, you know what I mean? Like, I know. I know. But Thank you. it's it's nice. It's mm-hmm. good to see you and you look happy and Thanks, your I hair am. is getting long. I know. <laughs> and this is too. You used to have like the longest hair. I know. I did. Was, was it crazy? Like, did you do it yourself? Yeah. Did you cut it yourself? You did? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. It's definitely a very weird experience looking into the mirror every single day and literally not recognizing yourself. Yeah. Like, I would well, just be like whoa (laughs) you're doing a video aren't you yeah it's gonna be done in like a few weeks I'm excited to watch it is it through your whole journey yeah for the most part of it yeah okay Mm -hmm. well even a few of the little clips that you should there's one clip that I found really hard to watch because it's the one where you're coming out of surgery Mm, I know it's hard to watch because it makes me emotional yeah I know I was like totally bald the last few eyelashes I did have got ripped off with the tape that apparently they put on you during surgery. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, but it, I know it's even hard for me. The reason why it like took so long for me to actually start it was because it's hard to like go back and watch the videos of you like that. And did it take long? Like when you went into remission, like, did you notice your energy levels or like, I guess, no, sorry. Like, so you did chemo for the, f- almost over a year so the was after the inject like injecting it yeah and then through radiation like when did you actually start to feel like yourself honestly it's still a daily yeah you're still like I'm still because I'm because okay so really quickly I did so I did four to five months of chemo then I waited a month then I had my double mastectomy then I waited a month and then I had 33 rounds of radiation which is a little bit more than the average person because the cancer uh, traveled to my supraclavicular node, uh, which is right above your collarbone. And that's where they couldn't do surgery, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they had to do the radiation. Yeah. Um, and then after the radiation, I waited a month and then I was on a chemo pill called Zolota and I was on a really high dose for like six months and that really knocked me off my feet. Like I was, I, I looked normal or like normal air quote again yeah Yeah. um while I was on that chemo which was almost harder because even though I looked okay I was really not okay Mm. so it was hard for people it's almost easier for people to treat you like to give you the benefit of the doubt when you look sick which is so weird no I I get it I get it because you feel less like you have to um not even explain like if you look sick you don't have to explain anything exactly exactly but if you look fine people might need you to explain a little bit of what you're feeling or you may have to go in depth but you really don't want to do when you're feeling like shit exactly exactly yeah so then I finished my last chemo pill November 27th of this year Mm -hmm. so um honestly within the last month I started to feel more like myself so and then, it's taken oh, a while. No, no, it's just it's taken a while, and, I, and now I'm on other pills. Like I'm on hormone um, blockers. Are they blockers? Yeah. Okay, I've heard about those. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. I'm. Is that just to keep the cancer from coming back, or is it? 
it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause the cancer that I had was hormone fed. So okay. this totally shuts off all the hormones. Like I'm on like the one that a lot of women go on is called tamoxifen, which you might've heard of. Um, but the one that I'm on is called letrozole and Zoladex and okay. they're really strong. So I'm basically like a six year old woman going through menopause. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm like, everybody watch out. I'm having a hot flash. Like, <laughs> I have hot flashes. My back hurts. My knee hurts. Like I, I'll stand up. Like even if I'm like leaning against the wall, my hips out and I move from my position, like it takes me a few minutes to be able to walk normal again. Like, and two, you, you were a dancer. Yeah. Like, used to putting your body through like, oh my God, you guys, she did everything. <laughs> like I tried to do hip hop with you. <laughs> and I'm a hot oh my God. Mess. <laughs> I have no sense of rhythm. <laughs> Our Janet Jackson days. Oh yeah. my God. Oh my God. You know, whenever I hear that song, the like, na, 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 yeah, na, I know what you're talking about. Thing. Yeah. Me too. Of your friggin' front yard. You to, like use your driveway as a runway. Yeah. <laughs> Janet Jackson. Oh my god. So funny. Oh my god. Oh, I don't yeah. even remember what we were talking about. No, we were just talking about how yeah, my body's changed completely. Yeah. Like I'm sore, but I mean, I'm getting. It's all. It's all stages that I'm going to get through. I just need time to get used to it. For sure. And when you like, okay, yeah, two years is a long time, but really it's, it's not when you look in the grand scheme of things. Like I think, I don't know if this is for sure, but because you are a dancer, cause you were, you were already very active and I don't remember you like being an unhealthy person or an unhealthy, I don't know what you were like, you know, the, the yeah. 20 to 24, but for the most part, I remember you living a pretty like healthy, active life. So I don't know if that helped you in fighting the cancer or like getting your body back afterwards, but I'm sure it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Just also, yeah, everything that I've learned even since cancer, like with food, like my supplements that I take, I do saunas every day. Yeah. You have that sauna thing that you bought. Yeah. Pretty cool. I I looked into it. (laughs) Yeah, no, so I'm definitely doing as much as I can to like get it because I'm really it, it's been a two year process, but I'm only like four or five months out of it. Right. So and you're gonna have to be the hormone blockers are for the rest of your life? Or are they just for the five because it's five years and then you're officially like, um, right? it really depends. Like with some cancers, like if you're triple, there's so many different kinds of breast cancers. But like for a particular kind triple negative, like within five years, they like consider you like out of the, like you're clear, okay. um, with the hormone positive breast cancers, it's, it's a lot longer. It's like, it can come back within like 20 years, but I mean, knock on wood, that ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm honestly doing everything humanly possible and not out of fear, but just because I want to nourish my body to, for this cancer to not come back. So. Mm-hmm. And if it makes, if it helps your mind too, cause I, I will say that I, I've been working with a nutritionist the last like month because I just have a very unhealthy relationship with food and mm-hmm. I'm going to be 30 in two years. So I didn't think about any of this stuff. That's why when you got sick, I just remember being like, 
I haven't gotten a mammogram. I haven't gotten checked. I don't check myself. I have very small boobs. I'm like, I could never get anything. But then, you know, you do your research or you see other people and I'm like, you don't need to have boob, big boobs to get breast cancer. You can get them in your, like under your armpits or so even I literally made sure that I booked my, my pap. I got my physical done, checked my own breasts, was speaking with friends Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we need to be on top of this yeah. as women. And oh my God, I just remember being like, oh, I'll wait like five years in between like getting my physicals because I hate them, obviously. Yeah, I know. Like the friggin' a doctor up there. I know. And I'm a male doctor. So uh. like, yeah, I've been like looking for a female one forever, but you know, it's awkward and you'd rather not. And, but now as I'm getting older and closer to like thir- my 30s, all I keep thinking about is how I just want to prolong my life. Like mm-hmm. I want to live a healthy, happier life and has nothing to do with weight loss. It just has to do with you feel better when I you know. are eating well. I know. And she's kind of helping me see that. And I've been, you know, just trying to improve what I'm putting in my body mm-hmm. and it really does make you feel better. Oh yeah. It makes a huge difference. I know. And it's hard. It's scary. Like you don't want to go to the doctor. You don't want to do like self exams, but it's just easier if you if you do have, find anything to just nip it in the butt like as fast as possible. Yeah, like yeah. ignorance is not bliss. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, because yeah. y- you want to be able to prevent this. And if you can't prevent it, you like you said, you want to be able to get rid of it as soon as possible. And mm-hmm. listen, like I think you did everything right. And luckily we're sitting here having this conversation and it didn't go another way, mm-hmm. um, which is important and I'm blessed and happy for you. And thank yeah. you. <laughs> I still love following your journey and I hope that you still continue. I know you don't post as much anymore or maybe I don't see it because I'm following way too many. People. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I'm like pumped to see your video. I know right, I'm super excited. Um, one of my friends has a friend that does editing, so he's helping oh, me out. Awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Is yeah. it going to be long? Like, is it? Uh, uh, it will probably be like twenty-five minutes. Uh, I'm I'm so excited. Be, yeah, yeah. I'm really, really excited for people to see like the raw moments and everything too. After watching the video of you coming out of surgery, those are moments that I think people need to see. As much as it's uncomfortable to watch and it's mm-hmm. hard to see someone you know going through something like that, mm-hmm. you need to see what is possible to happen. This can happen to anyone yeah. and it can show up in anyone's lives. And it's not even just cancer. It could be, you know, so many different things. And I do think a lot of people, even myself, like that whole ignorance is bliss thing. I used to be like, Oh, if something comes, it comes, but no, like there's, you can prevent things from ha- or try to prevent things from happening to you. And mm-hmm. we need to see like, what is, what actually go, what goes on. Yeah, people, if people think that being healthy is really expensive, we'll just try being unhealthy because that's really expensive. Like, I, I did, I haven't been working for two years. Like, there's, it's hard, it's hard to be unhealthy. So I would just like recommend to just be as healthy as possible while you can. And disease prevention is a lot easier than trying to get rid of a disease. And so your mindset too, how was that? You seemed very positive and that seems very hard to do in such a scary situation. How did you do that? Um, 
there's definitely, I'm definitely not positive a hundred percent of the time, but I think the goal is to be more positive than you are negative because there are going to be really scary times. Like there's times where I'm definitely scared that the, like this cancer will come back and I won't be able to get rid of it. But as long as you, like I lead with faith instead of fear Mm -hmm. and I try to have like in every situation, just like be grateful for it and let gratitude overtake. And then if you just lead with gratitude and lead with faith, then it's, it's a lot easier to be positive than you think. (laughs) Well, I, I think that change, having a positive mindset is just as important in, like, I think everyone needs a little bit more positivity, to be honest. It's uh, crazy how things you want in life or things that can manifest. I also say in air quotes, like people laugh and I know manifestation is real. (laughs) It's a hundred percent. And I think that I've said, I think that so many times I've realized that I'm going to have to edit this. (laughs) Um, No, but I, I really believe in it. And I believe that if you put enough behind thinking something, you're caught, it's constantly on your mind. It's constantly at the forefront. That's why I I love dream boards. I love visualizing your, your dreams, your goals, um, Mm -hmm. small, large, and they might take five years to come to fruition, but it it will happen. Oh yeah. When when you're a negative person, it's like negativity breeds negativity. Why? It really does. Whereas the moment I started being positive, like good people came into my life, um, doors opened, like career moves changed. Oh, 100%. It's very interesting. Like when people make fun or say like, oh God, another positive person. Or I know people do it because I know be that person. But no, it really is true. And at the end of the day, if they want to live their life unhappy, well, I can guarantee you things aren't happening. Your goals aren't coming true. Mm-hmm. Your dreams no, aren't coming true. If you think about what negative thoughts can do, like for let's say a depressed person, like I've been depressed, like I've been there. You get stuck in these negative thoughts but with depression can come so many symptoms like body aches, lack of sleep or oversleep, overeating. Um, just, I don't know. There's a list of symptoms that come with depression and negative thought. So if, if negative thought can create all these symptoms, think about what positive thought can create. Like it can create mm-hmm. anything. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I firmly believe it. <laughs> Well, I think that I wrapped up all my questions I had for you. I pretty much just wanted to walk through your journey, just leaving with what you would tell like the old Leanna. Cause you're, I don't know if you would think this, but aren't you a new person now? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent to not be scared because truly anything is possible, especially when you really put your heart and soul into it. And with that, I think we're going to wrap this up. So Leanna, where can everybody find you, uh, find you on Instagram? And then also where can they find your video once it's out? So my Instagram is Leanna Katarina 111. And if anybody has any questions or anything health related, breast cancer related, please contact me. I will answer you. Um, and my video, I'm going to post it on YouTube and my Facebook. So my Facebook is... It's boobs. They need your support on Facebook. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you again for uh, joining me. And I hope that someone can take away something from this. It's go get checked. Be your biggest advocate as yourself. And uh, don't take no for an answer. I think yes. those are some big, uh, 
some big uh, what am, what's the word I'm looking for here? Help me out. Takeaways? <laughs> yes, yes. You know your body. You know your body. 